Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, brothers and sisters, and ladies and gentlemen, and Ben. Welcome back to our last recaps. It's finale fever. Whoop, 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 whoop. Um, <laughs> this is possibly the best finale we've had since the finale of Last Light, which is coming soon. Uh, <laughs> Stay tuned for that. Uh, not manifest, though. Manifest will not will not have a finale. <laughs> I think Netflix they picked manifest up. Oh, really? To do a fourth season? How are you that? They they no. probably. <laughs> it's I haven't watched the third died. one yet. It's on my USB ready to, to go. No, it's okay when they did that with Designated Survivor, but not Manifest. <laughs> Of all the shows that have been cancelled and then Netflix have revived, Manifest. Wow. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm making that up, but I was going to send that to you, I think. Uh, I could be full of it. Uh, but we are here. It's Finale Fever. We've already made it through Season 5. Uh, it's gone by pretty quick. I feel like a lot has happened in Season 5. Um it's definitely flown by more than season three did. And now we're into the finale, which we always love the last finales, and this is no exception. But uh, this is the incident, uh, which I feel like is like on the Oz Network, we've had many incidents that we don't talk about. Uh, so it's an appropriate one for us. The incident. Uh, aired on the May 13th, 2009. I remember vividly watching it. Uh, part one written by Damon Lindelof and Carlton Hughes and part two written by Carlton Hughes and Damon Lindelof. Oh, I've heard of them. <laughs> um, directed by Jack Bender. So today we're just recapping uh, episode one. So this is a two-part finale and I always maintain that they are sort of one episode, but... Uh, we'll talk about part one now. Part two is available on the same day. We drop them on the same day. So, yeah. So we could have just done it together, but we like We need extra ratings for the Oz Network. It's better with the algorithm. We get more money if we release them as separate episodes, right? You know? Money. Yeah. Monopoly money. Um, My favourite. Dharma cash. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I can't believe we're here. And uh, this is... An another big one, um, like the finales always build up. Uh, I have to say, this is a bit of a tricky one because, uh, because I they are essentially written and 
filmed as one episode that this is almost like watching half an episode. So I'm not going to say this is like the most exciting episode, but you need to give it that credit of this is actually more or less half of an episode is not a whole episode. So yeah, uh, the real crux of this episode comes in the next part. I feel like most of the finale, but that all that being said, there's a lot of great stuff here as well. Like this is, I'm not, I'm not knocking this episode, but it is like uh, we do have to keep that in mind when we're like, it's a bit slower in some parts, maybe. But uh, yeah, there's a lot to a lot to cover here. All sorts of stuff going on, and yeah, this is building up to be a big explosive finale. See what I did there? You did. Um, don't want to tell <laughs> us what your name is or anything. You just want to just. The <laughs> anonymous, anonymous today, Noah. Um, yeah. <laughs> want a break with tradition on the Oz Network? <laughs> I mean, if you've listened up until season five finale, then you probably know who we are. But if you're new uh, and you just love incidents of it's various what we're known kinds, for, Noah. Come on, <laughs> incident odds. Uh, then, if you are listening for the first time, my name is Noah, and I'm a Pisces. Oh. So you start that like that is my line, and the, the thing is, yeah, it's true because I, I really am a Pisces, so that works even better for me. Damn it! I'm not. Well, my name is I... Ben, and it's a door. How about that? Mm, rodents. <laughs> rodents. I am a Pisces. Damn it! That would have worked well. Is, you actually are a Pisces. Yes. Uh, and called and, Ben. Uh, and I'm a cancer, but in real life, we're, we're really quite the opposite. You're the floppy fish, and I'm the disease that doesn't go away. Oh, uh, just also, too, you are correct. Manifest season four set to begin oh, filming in November this month. Oh, no. No. So not Manifest. When are they going to bring back Manifest? Is now. I thought, I thought, like, by watching season three, I'd be done with it. I'm going to have to keep watching it now. No, uh, that wouldn't die. God damn! Well, at least I know when they brought back Designated Survivor on Netflix, they added things like the F bomb. Kiefer Sutherland could say "fuck." So, oh, Netflix. Now they're not going to say this is a manifest. They're going to say this is a fucking manifest. <laughs> you know, I can't even remember what happened in the show the last time I watched it. What is it about? A plane goes missing for five years or something? That's the yeah. anyway. Think about manifest. Moss. God damn it. Can we just do, once we're finished Lost and we do um, Matthew Fox's show, that we do um, just month of shit Lost ripoffs featuring the event, Manifest, <laughs> Flash Forward. Oh, I like Flash Forward. That was actually quite good. Um, and Under the Dome. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. What a shit show. The cow getting chopped in half. Oh, God. Anyway, yes, this is a great episode. Yes, to go on what you're saying, um... I to put it into context, this episode, I haven't marked down any potential top five moments. Part two, I've marked down five potential top five moments. Oh. So, <laughs> mainly because Ben can't remember the other top five moments from earlier in this season. So. <laughs> Jack walked down the path. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Since we recorded most of those back in February. Um yeah, well, no, I marked down one for this episode. It's it's a good setup. Like I, I I'm with you. Like, but I mean, I think my ranking of this at the end will be reflected, um, sort of, and compared to next week's. But uh, I, I mean, I like the Jacob stuff. I think it's great. Although this episode is kind of tainted by one scene, which just reminds me of unsen- unnecessary censorship by uh, Jimmy Kimmel. 
Uh, Which I'm sure we'll get to because it's right at the beginning of the episode. (laughs) Yeah, well, I remember watching this one quite a lot uh, because, like, this is when I never fell out of Lost. I watched it every week, but I think this is where I'm like, okay, we're at the season five finale. Next time is the, the last season. So I got really excited and back into it for this finale um but yeah i guess it's another one that so we'll start with the flashbacks but this is another one that i'm not going to say it doesn't hold up but i am going to say that the flashback scenes were more interesting when we didn't know what was happening so the actual scenes themselves aren't actually that like exciting but it was that kind of what the hell is going on that was brought back to the show for this uh, finale of the flashback. So I don't know if not holding up is the right word. I I agree. I think that I don't want to say it seems a bit, oh, is, is the word hammy? I don't know. Like some of these kind of flashbacks now are a bit like, ah, oh, yeah, okay. Whereas like, but yeah, when you, I remember watching this for the first time going like, oh my God, that's Jacob. And he's, he's with Kate and, He's with Sawyer. Yeah. Like, what, what? What is the deal? With, like, he's giving Jacob an Apollo bar. Like, wow. Uh, whereas now, like, knowing what happens and kind of what he's doing and all that kind of stuff, like, it's it's interesting. But um, yeah, I think it's that initial shock. But I mean, I, I do the thing I do like watching this, having seen it, is because this is the first time we've legitimately seen Jacob, right? Like, I'm not making that up. Yeah. This is the first time we've ever seen him, and the first time we see the Man in Black. Spoiler alert. Um, and I like, I love these two together. I, I think they're great. And I, I mean, again, I've constantly said one of my favorite episodes is across the sea, which everyone hates. Uh, so like, I, I kind of like having these two together and just what this sets up. And I mean, this is, you've said it a few times before that we're a long way away from just a bunch of plane crash survivors on a random Island. Like this is now full on like <laughs> science fiction mystery lot. This is what this shit's all about. Now we're meeting these two. So like this is this is what we're here for now, basically, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we're so close to the end that at this point they couldn't really hold many cards to their sleeves. Like now, it's at that point where we've just got to start throwing things out and like really getting into it. So this is basically the setup for all of next season. Yeah, um, and it's great. Like, yeah. And it, you mentioned about finales. Like a lost finale just. It just feels different, doesn't it? I don't think there's a TV show that 24 maybe, but like even 24's finales got to a point where you're like, okay, we know we're here for what we're here for, but sometimes you're like, okay, well, sure. Whereas like a lost finale just felt like an event. It felt like you were going to a movie. Yeah. And like outside of 24, I can't think of another show that did it like Lost. It, it was event television where they just threw everything at it for their finales. They resolved the season plot lines. They set up the next season plot lines. It was always big. It always revealed something. It always had a top five moment. I think when we look back, all of the finales will probably have top five moment. Um, and then to put it into context for people who didn't watch it live, it really was event television. And one of yeah. the last shows where because they would leave you and we're jumping ahead to next week because that may be my favorite cliffhanger in the history of television. Uh, wow. The, the one thing that people forget 
is, or not forget, but the people who didn't see it live, is it was event television, and these finales were events, not just based on how they look, but that they would leave us off on all these big things, and we had to wait a year. Uh, yeah. Like between four, five, and six, we literally had to wait a year because they were shorter seasons, so they started later in the year. Uh, so how they leave us off next week, we had to ponder for a whole year. Yeah. Uh, so the, these were some of the last, we're looking at 2009, so not quite the last, but not even fully into the golden age of television at that point. But but uh, this is one of the last event shows and these finales were events. I remember talking to people who even didn't like Lost about what happened in these finale. Well, it's it's... We talked about this, I think, recently, at least at the time of recording this, or where we're up to in Breaking Bad. You're not going to hear it for ages, but sort of that last season of Breaking Bad and kind of how that was making the news and, like, people were really watching it. And, like, I never watched Breaking Bad live, but, like, I remember when the finale of that aired and it was in the news, like, you know, it was news.com today, you, and, like, CNN, like, you know. And I never watched Game of Thrones. I remember that being on the news the day there. But, like, Lost was like that. Lost was that show back in 2010 when, again, the finale came about and people were still like, oh, today's the finale of Lost. Like, I, I don't know if they did in Australia. I know we're jumping ahead here. Obviously, we're a year away from this. But I know in the UK, at least, they simulcast the finale at the same time as the US to avoid spoilers. No, and They didn't in Australia. Well, they, I mean, they did that eventually with Game of Thrones. They obviously do that with Survivor. Um, but, like, I know, like, that was, like, a first, I think, that a, a, another country had done that besides the US. So, loss was still, like, a huge talking point and everything. And, like, a thing, I think, too, that if people are listening to this and they're so used to Netflix and all these kind of things, when a, a series just drops in one day, like, you were waiting week to week for this, right? Like, it was kind of, it was exciting. Like, that was just a... I prefer that still, honestly, of a way of watching TV, weirdly, as enough as like, you know, it's all well and good you get it in a day, but you watch it in like a weekend, you're like, oh, well, that's done. done. Yeah, whereas this, this is like over like 17 weeks. Like it builds up to it and you've got a whole week to die. Yeah, like it's exciting, you know? Like so, yeah, there was just all that element to watching TV and I, I don't even remember when Southern Cross was airing lost back in season five were they still showing like was a thursday night at like 8 30 or something like that wasn't it or well, it, no for season five uh at that point they went to uh season five aired at 10 30 oh did it uh, wow and and then when uh season six started this is boring for the non-australians but uh season six started the year that seven two started so oh so they dumped it and, then we got it at 8.30. Right. And we got it one week ahead, but season five was maybe oh, one week behind, but season five was at 10.30 and maybe it was like two or three weeks behind. See, I want to I wanna think that, though, by then I would have been downloading it, though, because I, I don't ever remember. Yeah, I didn't know how to do that. Yeah, I, I like because I know like it was around about 2006 when I got broadband and I knew how to work a torrent and all that. They arrest me, government. Come on, I'm still here. Um, but like I would, all my shows I would download, right? And like I, I vividly remember downloading Desert Housewives weekly, so I would have done it with Lost. Like I'm not gonna like, oh, it's all right, I'll be three weeks behind on Lost as long as I don't miss out on my Desert Housewives. So. I would have been doing it for Lost as well. So, um, yeah, that's why I kind of asked that because I, I don't actually remember the last season I would have watched a Lost on TV without downloading it. So, yeah. Maybe wow, they dumped it to 7-2. Jesus. 
Yeah. Uh, but I, I guess another thing on your point is, uh, I don't know why we're directing everything at people who didn't watch Lost Live, but... <laughs> well, it's a time capsule, though. Like, I think it's an important thing. Like, people yeah. might legitimately be too young to have watched it and then want to know. I, I would be... Like, if I was if I was listening to a MASH podcast, I'd look, what's it like watching MASH in the 80s? I don't know. <laughs> is there a MASH podcast? Oh, probably is. If not, there should be. Gonna... Start a MASH podcast. <laughs> when are they going to bring back MASH? <laughs> God. We could start at Moz, 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 Yeah, well, yeah, it's on Disney Plus and there are 16-year-olds now, 17-year-olds who were born after Lost. So, yeah, it's valid. But um, but you were talking about, well, you know, the Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, uh, which is all true, uh, and that Lost was like that. But the important thing to know is that, Lost was really at the beginning of this sort of internet fandom sort of like, uh, yeah, I know there were the nerds in the nineties who had their forums or whatever, but they were really quite fringe. Uh, but this was like, like you lost outdates YouTube to put it into context. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like it was that big in the news and on all these like, online things, but you can go on YouTube and you'll find like, Blogs from 2010 recapping the finale, but you so won't do really you find. It. Yeah, like, like you can find they, these were like the this was the beginning of like YouTube blogging about TV yeah. shows and yeah. podcasts. Like this was the show, but you, but if you look for stuff on season five, like even that's going back to the point where now it's difficult to find. So, uh, so Lost did have that impact, but the one thing that Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones had or Stranger Things or whatever is that they exist in this world where everyone has a podcast, uh, where everyone has a YouTube or everyone has a blog or everyone has a Reddit. Which is uh, it's interesting. Without all of that stuff. Like when you Google, like you type in Lost Season 5, Episode 16, like it, it literally comes up with articles from 2009 of like The Vulture, you know, blah, 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 and things like that. But like <laughs> I, the shows that I, the two shows that I sort of got me online to watch more of the shows was Lost, and I didn't do it, like, I did it a bit with Lost, but, like, not to the extent it sounds like you did. Like, the video game came out, and I knew there was some content out there. The one that really drew me into that whole online culture was 24, because I knew that they did prequels between the seasons, and they did, like, The Recruit, where they just did, like, a random seat. Like, they did a whole thing with 24, which and that predated YouTube as well. Um, So, like, that was my first real taste of online television. Even Survivor, like, I think... 2001, I remember like going to the 9MSN website and you could, oh, I can read the bio on Elizabeth and, oh, I'm going to print that picture out and I had like a folder. But like to me back then it was all like printing it out, right? It was weird for me to like stay online because I didn't have the internet at home. So even like Survivor, it wasn't really a thing for me. So it was always Lost and 24 were those shows that kind of got me online to, and it's, it adds another layer to it. And now everyone's used to it. Like, as you say, everyone, you listen to it, you've got a 20,000 after shows. You want to talk about this week's Stranger Things or Ted Lasso or whatever the big show is of the week. Whereas, you know, like when, when we started this show as Survivor Oz, to put that into context, Survivor podcasts weren't really even a big thing in 2011. We were one of like four or five. Now there's four or five starting every week. Um, you know, like I, I love hearing like the history of like Rob has a podcast, how kind of like Rob and Jenna Lewis and all that sort of, I think around All Stars period did like an online kind of thing before podcasts kind of faded away a bit before they 
came back. And I think Rob has a podcast only started a year before us. So kind of like even Survivor, a show which warrants, not saying Lost doesn't, but like it's got its own format. Anyway, the point is, this is an event. <laughs> um, everyone was talking about it. Um, you know, I always like to joke about those old Survivor commercials for the finales. I'll take the phone off the hook. Tell your friends you're not going out tonight as you watch the Survivor finale. Like, I always remember those ads. This is what, like, Lost was, you know, except it's 11 o'clock at night on 7 mate. <laughs> I feel old, but I've gotten to the point in my life where I'm addressing 17-year-olds about the internet <laughs> and television. If I do that, I go to jail. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go there. Oh. <laughs> well, you did. That's how you started talking to me. You were 17. <laughs> 16, I whatever mean, you were. five TV channels, people. Forget about a show. I, all okay, I remember when we had two, Noah. That's how old I am. <laughs> I can remember four, so I'm a little bit younger, but still at that point. I remember when we got Southern Cross. It was like, oh, God, an extra channel. What is this? Actually, we would have had three because SBS existed. So I remember when Southern Cross became a thing. Growing up, you had Win, ABC, and SBS, and then Southern Cross came a thing in, like, the mid-'90s. Oh, I can watch Home and Away. <laughs> uh, we should get into this, but yes. if you're a 17-year-old listening, then uh, welcome to the show. Uh, you missed out on a really fun show to watch. Um, but if you're a 17 year old listening, I cannot address you. <laughs> Send all of your comments and questions to Noel Groves at uh, at just stay no, away from Bell. <laughs> uh, but let's get let's get into this. Uh, I feel like the flashbacks pretty uh, quick to go through. We only get half of them this time, but this was such a crazy thing that. Uh, from the first scene, we knew we were on our way to meet Jacob, but from the first scene, we meet Jacob. And uh, I don't know the amount of times I watched this scene over and over and over between that year. And my stepmom was the only one who watched Lost at that point <laughs> that I knew. And we talked about this scene over and over for hours, uh, which is why I'm surprised you said you didn't find anything in the uh top five from this episode because I would, uh, jumping ahead, probably put this as a candidate. No, okay. no I, 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 oh. I don't disagree with that. I just, maybe I didn't rate it as highly, but that's a, it's a valid point. I will mark it down oh. as a potential. Yeah, we'll get into that. But I just, to me, this is not a level of seeing Desmond in the hatch, but it's still just like, what is going on? Where are we? Who, who is, who is this? Where are we? Who is he? What's he doing what there? He, what is this, a merry-go-round? Uh, <laughs> just seeing this guy doing this tapestry and he's got his fish and he's out on the beach. Um, and, and he's out watching a ship, which we can assume is the Black Rock, but I don't think it's ever been fully confirmed. Um, and off, up comes another guy. Uh, Titus Welliver. Yeah, no, but real. We joke, but really, TV is Titus Welliver. Yeah, it's, I, I like Titus Welliver. Like he's legitimately just pops up, and I mean, he wasn't in uh, in the Man- oh yeah, watch the Mandalorian. He's in an episode of the Mandalorian. He's like an Empire guy, so he just he pops really up everywhere. Is TV's yeah. Titus, but he's also TV's Mark Pellegrino. Um, oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, which we'll get into in a, a second, but we'll just finish off this scene. But uh, yeah, so we're we're wondering who is this guy? What what's he doing? Where are we? Uh, I love the shot of him just sitting out on the beach, just watching the boat. And then it's just a sunny day. God, Hawaii looks amazing. But 
Um, but then this is where the other guy comes over and they're having a conversation. Uh, and he's talking about, uh, he's going to find a loophole one day. So he's going to be able to kill him. And this is what you were saying. Uh, like, do you have any idea how badly I want to kill you? Uh, <laughs> on the Jimmy Kimmel thing, they bleep out kill. So any idea how bad I want to beep you, which is funny. Which is like, what's the other one when it's like Michael or something like that? It's like, no, it's, um, it's the end. Mr. Friendly. We're going to have to beep the boy. <laughs> it's just uh, so funny. But it- it's really bad uh, dialogue writing, I think, when he replies saying yes. Like, they oh, couldn't I like thought, it. I kind of like it. Uh, I've always had issues with that line, yes. Like, they couldn't have found some sort of elegant thing for him to say that uh, this is like some demigod that's lived for 2,000 years. Um, but, yeah, this is where he's talking about a loophole and uh, and he talks about this is what me and my stepmom talked about. He always talks about, well, they come, they fight, they die, they corrupt. And it always ends the same. Uh, he's saying, well, it hasn't ended. Everything up to then is just progress. It only ends once, which we know the finale of the whole show is coming. So at this point, like anything that happens gets your heart racing. Uh, and then he says, well, when you find a way, do it and I'll be right here. Ooh, foreshadowing. Uh, and this is where we get Titus Welliver, who is the man in black. So always nice talking to you, Jacob. Ooh. Which was just like. Holy shit! Like we've That's just been the watching- guy. <laughs> yeah. like, we've been hearing about this guy for three seasons, and that we knew we were building up to going to visit him. We thought we saw him in season three, and now just in that one sentence, I'll be wait. Uh, nice talking to you, Jacob. Uh, and then he walks away, and this is where we see the four-toed statue fully intact, and that Jacob is living in the four four-toed statue. Uh, and we don't know who this guy is. We, he's talking about loophole, but at this point, we don't know that he's connected to Lost or that he's smoky. But uh, <laughs> he's wearing black, so he's the man in black. Yeah. Well, how do you think he got that name? <laughs> um, yeah, this blew my mind when I first saw this scene. Like, there aren't many scenes in like season six and five at this point that can really blow your mind, but this was just crazy loss sort of stuff. Like, what the hell is going on? One thing I got to say before I forget is we talked about the sub last week. I love this statue reveal, it's great, but special effects don't really hold up too well on this, you know, kind of cut and paste from MS Paint or something like that. But, yeah, you're right. Like, it's – I always forget how epic this scene is. And, like, I, I feel stupid for not marking it down as a potential top five. You're right. Like, it, it should be. I mean, I even like the way we've just got, like, this guy just doing a tapestry. Jacob <laughs> does a tapestry. Okay? All we were missing was make your own kind of <laughs> <laughs> he, he he's very proud of this tapestry too. He likes to show it off in the next episode. Oh, I do that myself. <laughs> you got to make your own thread, you know. Um, cooking his little fish with his banana leaves, but um, yeah, I just like it. So I I remember watching this and kind of just back and forth, and just even when you're just kind of like, oh, who are these two? But just the way that the man in black does that, and like I'm gonna say this out without laughing because it just reminds you of that Jimmy Kimmel thing. But like, do you have any um, idea how much I want to kill you? Just like it's like. What the fuck? Like, okay. <laughs> it's just like, I, I like the kind of like, I know, or yes, or whatever it is, you know, it's kind of, yeah, I like it. Um, but yeah, like it's kind of, 
again, hasn't brought it up in a while. Chronologically lost, kind of, it works well. But um, I love Titus Wellabar. Like, he's just, he's literally in everything. He's TV's Titus Wellabar. Like, he just he just pops in and out. He was really good in The Mandalorian as, like, a hammy Empire guard or whatever he was on some spaceship. I can't remember what episode it was in. But um, I've been, I, I said this to you off air, and I wanted to reveal this to you on air, that, that Jacob... That Mark Pellegrino has always reminded me of something. Like, who does this guy remind me of? It just annoyed me. Today, at the day of recording this, you sent a link to me to a Diamonds Are Forever guy rewatches it. Does he not look like one of the half of Mr. Wint and Mr. Kid, who, who, who is Crispin Glover's dad? Does he not look like him? No, what? I didn't get that. <laughs> he does. He looks so much like him. He got like he could be his son, like he could in like the Mister. Win- I thought you were going with that. No, he just uh, the click today. I'm like he looks like I don't know which one's Mister. Win, Mister. Kid, like whatever it is, but like he just looks like him. He looks like Crispin Glover's dad. Good call, Ben. It's a good call. Come on. I'm gonna keep that in mind when we watch later. But um, <laughs> now we're gonna get into it a lot more next season, I'm sure. But I just have to say that. I think great scene, but to me, Mark Pellegrino may be one of the miscast, most miscast Aww. actors in any role in the history of television. Really? We're talking about this 2,000-year-old demigod protector of the island who's all-knowing, all-powerful, and they get suburban American dad in. Like, well... <laughs> Me, I can't think of a more miscast role than that I've ever seen in TV. Movies, maybe, because Denise Richards, but uh, <laughs> but television, I think I would put it on record and say he's the most miscast person for this I role. Know, I agree with that. To me, this is a guy who's some sort of Latin Egyptian baby and they've got blonde old American, like, I know you're not a fan of fantasy, but in a lot of fantasy, they, a lot of good fantasy, the actors have English accents. And there's no reason why, like, an English accent didn't exist 2,000 years ago, just like an American accent. But I always meant that, that both of these actors should have been English. Just having their American accents is so off-putting. Uh, he is a guy that's drinking Bud Light at a pub. He's not an ancient demigod protector of the most important place in earth uh and he he's a subpar actor he's not bad but compared to terry o'queen and michael emerson and matthew fox josh holloway evangeline billy like uh yeah well i'll talk more about it next season because we're going on a bit but i'm putting it on record most miscast uh, actor in any role in television. I, no, I, I think he's fine. I don't see any of what you see. Uh, I mean, eh, you know, I, I think he does. I, mean, I can see you saying about the English. I mean, that would be, you know, interesting, but Alison Jenny's not English, so, um, you know. Well, kind she of... was incredibly miscast too. Hey, don't knock Alison Jenny, Academy Award winner. You leave her alone. Um, he's notorious for being miscast in that role. I, um, really? What's wrong with Alison Jenny in that role? Really? I mean, I like her, but... She's brilliant. <laughs> She's amazing. I love her. Um, he was, uh, Mark Pellegrino, he was, um... Dexter, right? He was Rita's like ex-husband, the one that bashed Much her up. More suited for that role. 
I'm also seeing here that he apparently was in an episode of Persons of Interest, so maybe he was hanging out with Michael Emerson. But um, here's a weird... This, this connects into Lost, don't worry. I watched the TV show 911 because I'm an idiot, apparently. It's a Ryan Murphy show, so I watch it. Um, and in an episode that I watched this week, it actually had the guy in it who plays Phil in Lost. I'm like, hey, it's Phil from Lost. <laughs> but apparently, looking at, according to this, the next episode, at the time of recording this of 911, Mark Pellegrino is going to be in it. So... I'll give you my review of him next time. We see if he's still just suburban dad, but um, I think he's fine. I don't. I don't have anything against him. Mm. Well, who would you? Dis- what, what actor? What English actor would you want to see in this role? Like a uh, like an older like a like an Asendale type. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Like obviously they couldn't get Anthony Hopkins, but that's exactly the kind of uh, aura. That you want like of. old, like real, like you know, mysterious sort of Sean Connery. Uh, yeah, like a, honestly, a Sean Connery. Where, uh, if any idea like how much I want to kill you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kate, don't steal the new kids on the block lunchbox. <laughs> yeah, like those, those kind of like actors. Like I think Anthony Hopkins is a good, good call. Like obviously not him, but someone who's got. A lot of power and a lot of sort of stance to them, and Timmy Dalton. Kenny, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's probably of all the Bond actor. I mean, Lazy Me would do it, but you know, like he's probably the most Roger Moore. <laughs> like I've Roger seen him like nowadays in things like yeah, Roger Moore but- would be great. Oh, I say, you want to kill me? Do you? Oh, <laughs> would you like some fish? <laughs> just you even talking about like Anthony Hopkins or even Timothy Dalton just makes me think what a missed opportunity. And and Jacob wasn't like a big role. Like he's in it like a few episodes, but they could have probably went for a name. I, I see Michael- it. I, I don't know. Like I, I kind of like the fact that like him and the man in black are kind of young because I think kind of when it's explained, it kind of makes sense to me. It's kind of like, well, then if that was the case, then Richard would have to be older, wouldn't he? Because like it's kind of like the whole thing that we're going to get about this whole elixir water stuff. So I don't know. I, I kind of like yeah, Jacob being Let's give him a freaking beard or something. He just <laughs> he's going out for a picnic. <laughs> Hashtag Jacob should have a beard. <laughs> He is a suburban dad and he's on this ancient island. Uh, at least toned down, he's just like stereotypical American accent. Uh, You're no. really going to hate me next season, how high I rank across the sea, aren't you? <laughs> I love that episode. I love that episode. <laughs> let's let's get through uh, some of this flashbacks. So this is an interesting two-parter because... Uh, we've just met him, but it's a Jacob flashback, which I never thought we'd have on the show. Uh, and we kind of already talked about it, but he's off visiting the different uh, survivors. Uh, and this is where, again, I don't think it doesn't hold up, but when we know well everything happened. But at the time, it was, oh, my God, he's visiting Kate as a kid. What is going on? Because you have to remember at that time, we didn't know the ending of Lost. We we didn't know if it was all destiny or if it was all science or if it was all faith or anything like that. Um, first one is Kate uh, with uh, her friend Tom that we, we've already met in other flashbacks. Stealing, <laughs> classic Kate. <laughs> Kate doesn't strike me as a new kid on the block. <laughs> <laughs> What 
what's the um more of like an Avril Lavigne sort of. Well, I mean, this does predate Avril Lavigne by about fifteen oh, years. So. <laughs> She'd be more of a Cindy Lauper fan, maybe around about then, or a Madonna fan. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Which I, you know, I don't. I actually realised too that. So has it ever been established that Sawyer is about ten years older than Kate? Because like she's what meant to be about ten here. This is got to be like late eighties, new kids on the block, like eighty seven, eighty eight. The actors are. Probably 10 years apart. But, but well, I didn't realise that. Like, I just always just thought they were about the same age. I didn't realise there was such an age gap between Kate and Sawyer. I think Kate so. was 24 when the show started. Oh, okay. Well, you go, go you, Josh Holloway. But, um, yeah, like, I, can I just say, like, I like, I like this. It's all mysterious and that. But, like, is it wrong that I watch this now and Jacob's a bit creepy with Kate? Like, uh, 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 like he's kind of, like, does this weird thing with his eyebrows and is all like, oh, Kate, how you doing? Like, He's not getting away with this in 2021. <laughs> I just, uh, I love, because they're trying to steal the the thing. I love the shopkeeper. Apparently he's called Mr. Springer. Casting <laughs> uh, call. Uh, Mr. Springer, Caucasian 50s. Kindly, but can be a hard ass when necessary. <laughs> you're that, you're Austin's daughter, aren't you? <laughs> uh, worked hard to get where he is and provide for his family. Oh, good on you, Mr. Springer. Uh, but I just love that this is where we Jacob and it's like, oh, my God, what is he doing there? And he's like, oh, don't worry, I'll pay for it. And then Mr. Springer, well, I guess no harm done then if you're going to pay for it. Uh, <laughs> It feels like it should be like the 50s. Like it's kind of like this old style like corner store type thing. It doesn't really feel like this should be in the 80s. Uh, A nice touch with the Patsy Cline there, a bit of a throwback. Um, Oh, that's the two cigarettes in the ashtray song. I love that song. But but this is what you were saying (laughs) because this is what uh, Wiki says is uh, she agrees to never steal again and Jacob teasingly touches her nose and tells her to be mild flirting from Jacob. <laughs> oh, another one to the octagon now with Kate. Like, is Jacob involved? Ben's dad recently joined. <laughs> Adding Jacob in. Uh, but, yeah, like, it's, it's not the greatest scene, but it's weird seeing, like, this leader of the island in plaid. Like, this is what I'm going with the suburban dad thing. Uh, but it, at the time, it was like mind blowing that oh my god, Jacob visited Kate when she was a kid for reasons that are completely normal. I seriously, um, the two cigarettes in an ashtray. I'm glad you brought up Patsy Klein because um, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas had the uh, was it KDST or K Rock, whatever it was, K Country. I can't remember the Country Channel. And like I it was usually the channel, like, I'm never listening to the Country Channel on Grand Theft Auto. But you got to a point, you're like, I've listened to all the other radio stations to death. Let's listen to the Country Music Channel, and it was brilliant because then you would get this song about two cigarettes in the ashtray. You're like, ah, oh, it's that song from Grand Theft Auto. So that was my first introduction to Patsy Cline. <laughs> Do they have Patsy Cline in Canada? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh huh. Next is, uh, I would say, like, they've been doing pretty well with the kid actors uh, this Sawyer, season no. with Miles and Faraday and Kate. Uh, Sawyer, no. No. <laughs> this is like this is like the, the kid that gets picked on in, like, a, yep. a children's school movie or something like this that. This is young uh, Ben. <laughs> like ben Linus or Ben Waterworth? Me. Ben Linus, <laughs> come on. We've seen young Ben Linus. 
uh yeah they didn't do it good with the sawyer i think um but uh this is where Sawyer's sitting at the funeral and this is where he's writing the letter. I quite like this. And his pen runs out and we find, Oh, Jacob gave him the pen that helps him to write the letter. Um, which, uh, yeah, a bit creepy Jacob showing up and then just wandering off. Uh, but I quite like that, even though the Sawyer sucks, but I love the, uh, it says here, his name is, Doug, it's uh, Sawyer's uncle. Terrible bedside manner from Doug. Like, they're dead. Get over it. They're not coming back. Like, oh What's my done God. is done. Bloody hell, Doug. Do you think, do you think he just hated, like, whose brother was, was that his dad's brother or his sister's brother, his mum's brother? Like, you know? No, also died, Doug. Like, yeah. bloody hell. Bloody uh, Jesus. Casting called Doug Forty's charismatic. I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> soft southern accent, strong and authoritative, but knows how to deliver bad news smoothly. No, he did it. He did the wow. complete opposite. Uh, says deals bad news to his buddy with empathy. That is the exact opposite of what Doug did. Uh, well, it's, I like it. It doesn't say here. Uh, he was supposed to be mentioned in Confidence Man, and he was the one who told Sawyer what Anthony Cooper did to his parents. This provi- proves that the character was already conceived in season one, even though he was first shown and mentioned in. So, is this meant to be the same guy? Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you here, Doug, Uncle Doug, according to the page on uh <laughs> on Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> Dick, Dick, Uncle Doug, boo, <laughs> Uncle Doug. But I like uh, I I like kind of seeing the writing of it too. Like, is this? And I I don't. I mean, I'm sure that there is. You know, do they? Can we get the side by side letter comparison for the handwriting? Like, was this like Carlton Cuse's handwriting so we could like make it look the same or something like that? But um, yeah. I I mean I I again I I like kind of all these setup scenes. But this kid looks nothing like Sawyer. And he's a wimp. This kid. Yeah. And like, what does this turn him into? Not I mean, like I get it. His parents just died. So, you know, but, like, I mean, Sawyer's got swagger. Sawyer, Sawyer was, like, a 10-year-old, you know, trying to get with girls. Come on. Like, this this kid had sway as a kid, you know? He's like a, a Tom Sawyer, but this kid is, like, um, his name is Keegan Booze. <laughs> oh, I thought was a Boone. <laughs> Keegan Booze. Uh, uh, besides Lost, Booze's most prominent role was young Oliver. As an adult by Ewan McGregor in a movie called Beginners. He played oh. a young Ewan McGregor. Probably young looks more Obi-Wan. like Ewan McGregor than Josh Holloway, if you've got to be completely honest. Yeah. He played a young Obi-Wan Kenobi and young James Ford. Oh, what an actor. <laughs> um, He's popular with the ladies growing up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, of, of all these sort of retconning scenes of, like, oh, Jacob was there all along. I think this one is better than the Jack one. But that will be next week. Yeah, Jack getting the Apollo bars, not really, you know, like, yeah, sure. But uh, no, I'm, I'm with you. I kind of, it's, it's, it's a cool little fact. Like, Kate's is all like, sure, he's there. But like, th- this is like important to the Sawyer character because he's basically the one getting him to finish this freaking letter. So that's kind of cool. Whereas, Which you know, eventually lead him to the island where he will eventually meet the. Sawyer and kill him. Yeah, which he doesn't really. I mean, Kate 
getting touched on the nose makes her what like older men. Uh, I I don't know. Jack likes chocolate. Hurley's is kind of important. Uh, Gin and Son, you know, cool. Yeah. Uh, so the next one we should move through these. Uh, oh, I say we should move through them, but the next one makes me so. Oh no. I, I forgot how mad this scene makes me. Uh, <laughs> Jacob kills Nadia. <laughs> lost is, okay, they're lost on an island, but they're metaphorically lost. We've already gone over that all of them were metaphorically lost, except for Saeed, who was on the way on that plane to meet the person he's been searching. He wasn't metaphorically lost in any way. He was about to be found. Yeah. Then he finally gets off the island. Okay, good. Uh, he never should have been there. And he reconnects with her, and then she just dies. And now we learn that Jacob is the one who killed Nadia and, and wants Saeed to go back to the... Why is he so obsessed with Saeed being on the island? <laughs> He's done it to him twice now. It's, it makes me so mad that they decided to show this scene but also like this is set after the first crash yeah so did Jacob go like oh no uh oh those two they'll never work out i'm gonna make sure that she dies so that he comes back to the island so he can be my candidate it makes jacob into one of the biggest villains in the show it's selfish and saeed's plotline should have ended when he got off the island i've always maintained that it He's the one who never fit in, and we see him in this episode next season. He does not fit in. Uh, I wish he died in this episode. Uh, oh, it makes me so – I can't talk about it. You talk about it. I'm mad. <laughs> no one needs a moment. I just – I don't want to keep laughing, but I keep watching the scene. You know how Colin's thing is people burning – Mine's people getting hit by cars. <laughs> and it's just this scene where you just see Daddy like, oh, say, boom! All of a Jacob. It, 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 like, I'm completely on board with you. And, like, the thing that kind of sucks with this, too, is that it just shows how much Naveen Andrews has checked out of this show. Because even in this scene. When he's with Nadia, his love, this woman that, you know, he should be in the afterlife with at the end of next season, like all of this sort of stuff, download our interview with What's-Her-Face uh, uh, Nadia that we interviewed a couple of years ago. Like, this should be the thing. But even he seems bored with her in this scene when he's, like, got his arm around her and it's all like, oh, like, he's, he's so bored. Um, Nadia, don't die, Nadia. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm with you. you. You sum it up really well and it just, it just makes, like, I guess I'm free. I've frozen it at the point where he's getting hit by the car in the face. It's like, no. Um, but like, ah, oh, it, cause we, we hadn't obviously seen it to this point. And have we heard that she got hit by a car? We, yeah, I think we knew that. Uh, it's, it is kind of frustrating because it's just like, well, what's, what is the point with that? Like, why can't we just see him getting like visited by Jacob as a little boy in Iraq, like killing a chicken or something like that? Yeah. Like we're in his Paris restaurant. I will kill it for you. Don't worry. Paris restaurant and the cats or whatever it was like, um, yeah, I, I mean, okay. You can argue like, oh, we finally seen Nadia dying. Okay. And maybe all this explains why he's got to go back to the island and why he's going to end up fucking Shannon in the afterlife. But, um, yeah, no, I'm with you. But that begs the question is he visited site, like, 
we're seeing, oh, he visited all these, and we can only assume that he visited like everyone, right? And we just don't see it. Like we, he probably visited Boone. Where's the uh, Boone visit? I want to see the Boone visit. <laughs> it's like, no, stop banging your sister. I want to go. You uh, should learn how to be a lifesaver and actually swim and rescue people. Have a, have a threesome with Boone and Shannon. Oh, <laughs> watch that. And then I'm going to pin. But this begs the question, was Saeed never a candidate the first time around? Because he's visiting after he left the island. So, uh, like, we saw Kate's a kid, but this is after Saeed got back, so it just has all sorts of holes in it. Well, why, is he, why does he visit Sawyer and Kate as children, but he visits everyone else as an adult? I guess they're supposed to be maybe pivotal moments in their life or... Mm. Kate's is a so bit Jack dumb. getting a chocolate bar. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he, he tells that story about the counting to five that was in the pilot. And, but, uh, uh, Sun and Jin getting married, Locke like dying. But uh, but Kate's is like, ooh, that famous. Oh, 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 I feel dumb. That lunchbox is the lunchbox that they later dig up, remember, when they go back to the... Oh, come on, Noah, I knew that. I was just waiting for you to click on it. I'm trying to find the, uh, the, the we mentioned the boon. The, remember that T-shirt I sent you a couple of years ago? It was like the, the anyone goes, oh, I found it. Do you have a pen I can borrow with Boone's face on it? I want that T-shirt. But you can also, there, there's also other T-shirts. One of Sawyer, want to get caught in a net. And then there's a Desmond T-shirt that says, see you in another life, brother. And then there's a lock one. Don't tell me what I can't do. <laughs> I'm oh, so buying the boom one. I feel like the, the Trump fans are going to appropriate that uh, lock yeah. shirt without wearing that. Um, but, yeah, and then the next one, uh, not a lot to say about it, but this one also makes me frustrated, not as much as uh, Saeed, but more retrospectively is the Alana one is so mysterious. And we're like, oh, my God, like he's visiting all these people, but why is he visiting Alana? And it sort of builds up that Alana might be this super important character that we is more to her than meets the eye. And I don't have anything bad to say about the scene because I think it's so weird. It says they're in Russia. I always thought they were in, like, South America. Or so. uh, but she's in this weird hospital. She's got bandages and... I remember seeing this the first time, like, what the hell is going on with Ilana and that Jacob seems to know her already. Uh, so I've got nothing bad to say about the scene in the episode. The only reason it frustrates me in hindsight is that she turned out to be blur. Uh, yeah. So it, it's such a great setup for what Ilana could have been like, oh my God, she's going to play such an important role. But eh. I, I, I completely forgot that this was even a thing and I'm watching this kind of like, why, why do we care? Um, like, cause I, I don't care at all for this scene. Um, and it's like, in all seriousness, this may sound like a joke. I would rather a boon for like, why don't we <laughs> see ones with like all the, like the original, like where's a Mr. Echo one. And like, you know, where's the shadow one? Like, Joanna. Uh, I mean, Charlie, Claire, my baby. How long? <laughs> it's all right, Claire, <laughs> go to fish and fry. Um. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add because it's just it's kind of like cool, Alana. I. Do, I don't care about her. We've gone on about how the Al Jazeera people are the most forgettable new people ever. So yeah. 
we'll talk more about her next season, but yeah, it's such a letdown. Uh, and the final one for part one, oh my God, this makes me laugh a lot. <laughs> His son and Jin getting married. Uh, firstly, I know they're in Hawaii. They've got to uh, work with what they've got, but that is not Korean, like, uh, aesthetics in any way that temple like that's that is not like where that Japanese. is place. <laughs> uh, i think the koreans would find that quite offensive that they're passing off japanese stuff as korean um uh, i know they're working with what they've got but oh my god uh but it's sun and jin's wedding it's quite cute um <laughs> and Jacob comes up and Jacob speaks korean and uh, the line okay I get it. He's a suburban white dad. Uh, I've lived in Korea. I can't speak Korean well. I get it. <laughs> but to throw in the line, oh, but he's Korean. <laughs> <laughs> he's Korean is so bad. I know people here who are white who speak way better Korean than he does, and they don't even really speak Korean. <laughs> like he possibly might speak the worst Korean that has ever been spoken, uh, which is fine. He was even worse than Charlotte, but but then to throw in the line, but his Korean is excellent. It's just so <laughs> stupid. Uh, I, I think it's kind of cool because it's like, who is this white guy that's at our wedding? Um, and Korean weddings are quite interesting because they will sort of just invite anyone to their wedding like oh have you been invited in, to one uh I, I know korean who got married a friend but then they didn't have a wedding which i'm like oh this was my one chance to um so almost but oh. they'll invite their weddings go for like two hours they're on a saturday morning they just do it uh they have like a mini buffet and then it's over and they will invite like their co-workers and just anyone uh I think I saw a thing for a new COVID restriction that said, like, you can have a wedding, but you can only have 499 people. Fuck. <laughs> only. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, maybe it's feasible that their uh, son's dad invited, like, random white guy or whatever. But it's just so funny. It's so bad. But it's a, a cute scene, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I know it's kind of chopping around when it comes to why the, I, I just love the way the flashback comes about because um, son's looking at a drive shaft ring. Like, Oh, this reminds me of getting married. <laughs> I, was, I thought we were going to get a Claire scene at that point. Cause we're seeing, <laughs> we're seeing the cradle. Oh my God, she's coming. She's back. She's coming back. Um, it's, it's, it's cute to see you there, but I just, is this how it works? Like, do they line up and just kind of shake everyone's hand? And I just kind of like the way Jacob's just like, oh, whatever he says. I'm not going to try and impersonate it. But then, like, the way they're like, oh, is that your friend of your dad? Oh, I don't know who that is. But he speaks great Korean. Like, kind of racist just because he's white. They're all judging him because he speaks Korean. Like, how do you know he was from Korea? Honestly, I'll say hello in Korean and some people will tell me, like, oh, you speak Korean. Like, <laughs> no. No, I just know how to say hello I mean, in Korean. I learn how to uh, say I don't speak Korean because sometimes <laughs> you have someone talking to you and like, well, I don't know what you're saying. And then because you say that in Korean, they're like, oh, Korean. And keep talking to you in Korean. So learning how to say I don't speak Korean backfires completely. I did that in Mexico. I was just like, no, Espanol. That's basically what I said. And I remember one time I was in uh, Montreal 
and I think I was in, like in McDonald's and they're all like, oh, French, 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 French. And I try to go like in French. I'm like going, ah, uh, you know, I'm trying to remember my high school French. To which a person looks at me and goes, would you like me to speak in English? And I'm like, oh, yes, please. <laughs> and you oh, are oh, struggling. <laughs> uh, we'll continue with the flashbacks uh, next next episode. Uh, so we've really got all sorts of plot lines going on here a lot. Uh, do you want to go past or do you want to go present first? Uh, let's go with the present because I feel like that doesn't go as long. Yeah, there's not a lot going on there, but... Uh, so we start, and this is when they're all on the way to, uh, we're marching to Jacob's, uh, house with all these others who we have to keep in mind. Yeah. My marching music, lost finales, always got to put that in. And the theme that they play with, um, Jacob and the man in black, that, that first time we get that like violin kind of like, like, that's great. I love that score. Uh, but yeah, like we keep in mind that none of these others have ever met Jacob, so they're mm. on their way. This is like we're on our way to meet Jesus. Like, yeah, <laughs> suburban Jesus. Suburban Jesus. Hashtag should have had a beard. Yeah, hashtag we should have episode titles. That's a great one, suburban Jesus. Um, ah, <laughs> uh, but this is where basically Locke's like, well, you're going to be the one that kills, uh, kills Jacob, and. Um, what is it saying like? What does he say like? Uh, well, my dead daughter came alive and strangled me and said that I should do anything that John Locke says to do. Ben's uh, great in this episode. I love Ben in this episode. Yeah. Um, and then he's this is where he's also having the conversation with Richard, where he's like, "Well, I've never seen someone come back alive before, and I've never seen someone who's never aged before. Uh, doesn't mean <laughs> it can't happen." Uh, don't know why Roger Moore, but that's a good Roger Moore line, I guess. Um, I don't see anyone who hasn't come in black age before. Mm, yes. I've, I've been watching too much Bond, but when, when Ben makes the line of uh, I'm a Pisces, I'm like, that's a Roger Moore. I could see him I'm coming back with that quick. I'm a Pisces. <laughs> um, Roger Moore. What, what star sign was Roger Moore? <laughs> uh, you I'll get find out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so saying like, well, uh, I've never seen someone age, but it can happen. Libra. <laughs> I mean, Libra. I, no, like to, I like to be on the scales. Uh, and then this is where, like, uh, it's kind of sweet that we got to go back to our old camp. I like, remember the days when every episode we were here. Now we're oh, off trekking all over the shop and meeting days. gods and whatnot. But. That was nice. And then, as you said, where she finds the Charlie ring, you're like, oh, that reminds me of me when I had a ring. Uh, uh, Son doing drugs. (laughs) (laughs) This reminds me of my cocaine cocaine habit. And then, yeah, this is where Ben locked. I I like where he says, oh, this is where we met with the hatch door. That's kind of sweet. and then this is where the, a great little conversation back and forth uh, where he's talking about the cabin and mm. he's saying, well, I lied. Uh, I love um, that line. Yeah, like I wanted uh, people to think that I believe and I was as surprised as you when things started flying around. Uh, but we've also got to keep in mind he's having this conversation with Locke, who is the man of black, who was the person in that cabin. <laughs> so he's talking to the person 
that was in that cabin. And this is where when you rewatch it, you see all these threads of like, even now I'm picking up on things. I'm like, the man in black was just playing 4D chess ahead of everyone. Yeah. I, I like, like, is, is it that line that Ben says when he's saying like, I lied and he's like, that's what I do. Like, I just, yeah. I love the way he's like, Michael Emerson is just so good. Like, again, we all know this, but like, we talked about how kind of he hasn't had a whole lot to do recently, but he's just so good in these last two episodes. It just, yeah. it's just all through the dialogue. And I just like, yeah, the line when, as you say, like he just basically snaps back and it's like, Oh, I've never seen a man who doesn't age before. Like just kind of stuff like that is so good. But um, you're right. Like I didn't even kind of click those dots until you just kind of mentioned it there that, yeah, like he was the one kind of uh, doing all those things flying around and everything like that too. So um but, like, you talk about certain scenes that maybe don't age well once you've seen the episode, but, like, there are scenes that are the complete opposite, right? Like, when you know that Locke is yeah. the man in black, it's like it just adds a whole other layer to it, basically. And, like, the whole scene at the beginning of the whole I'm going to find a loophole just adds a whole extra element to the fact that he's basically getting Ben to fucking kill Jacob. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's a great news. And why this show has such rewatchability is we don't even know that at this point. Yeah. It seems so on the nose, like obvious when we see him say that when we know, but when we don't know, like, yeah. Uh, and this is where he's like, well, Jacob was supposed to be looking after you, blah, 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 but uh, you got cancer and you watched your daughter get shot and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so the question is, Ben, why the hell wouldn't you want to kill Jacob? <laughs> <laughs> A bit much from Locke there. Um, and then we get, like, like we've got these great teams of, like, Saeed and Hurley and Jack and Richard going off. We've got Ben and Sun and Locke together. Uh, we've got Saeed, Sawyer and Kate. And then we have the plot line of <laughs> Ilana Bram and Frank Lapidus. <laughs> I really know no stars here to carry these scenes well, through. Well, I mean, Lapidus fakes to be asleep. I mean, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, uh, I wanted to find out what this is happening. Like, how long have you been awake for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these scenes aren't the highlights of the finale, but uh, this is where, yeah, as you said, he was pretending to be asleep and then. Uh, we have Bram talking about candidates. So this is the first time we ever hear about candidate, what a candidate. And then long enough to hear what candidate, what the hell a candidate is. Uh, and this is where they open up the shipping container. And, and then we have cut to commercial Lapidus. Terrific. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then this is where they finally make it to Jacob's cabin. Uh, oh God, I hate Bram. He's not a good actor and he's just yeah. annoying, but. Look at the ash! Look at the ash! <laughs> and we see that there's something broken in the ash. Um, and so they're like, okay, we're going to burn it. Uh, so they burn the cabin. I love uh, Lupita. I'm no tree hugger or anything like that. <laughs> that a forest <laughs> fire. This whole jungle on fire. Uh, that's a great Lupita's line. Um, Lupita's is the best. Yeah. He's the new Sawyer and Miles at this point. Um, but yeah, it's kind of cool to see the cabin just completely like disheveled. And what does she say? Like someone else has been occupying this cabin. Also, the cabin staff never really goes anywhere, but that's kind of cool. Where she's like, Claire. someone else has been living in this. Yeah, Claire was living in the Claire cabin. Claire just got burnt to death. <laughs> <laughs> she comes running out. Ah! 
<laughs> I mean, Claire was occupying the cabin. Uh, yeah. So, like, she is out there at all while this stuff is happening. Let's not forget that. Um, That's so funny. She just comes back from doing a wash down the lake. So what the fuck happened to my cabin? <laughs> She's she just gone for a shit. She comes back, she's like, what the fuck? Uh, uh, oh, that's your chance for an Emily DeRoman cameo right there. Um, my my uh, yeah. cabin! My cabin! Uh, my squirrel cabin! Uh, yeah, but this is where uh, they... They get the tapestry, Jacob's little tapestry. He's not there. This is where we're going. Uh, and then I can't remember the line, but Bram says something stupid. Oh, he's like, I guess we know where we're going. And it's like, how do you know all this? Um, and then I think that's it, I think, for this part, right? Uh, I don't think we do any more. For- no, I don't. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um- Bram's kind of like, you know who he is? He's like, you know when you're watching your typical high school movie (laughs) and you've got like the, you know, we're watching Loser with Jason Biggs, right? And you've got the jocks and you've got the one jock, like the cool guy, and the jock's got the sidekick. Like you've got the the head volleyball kid. He's got like the the dumb sidekick bully next to the, that's him. That's who he is. The meathead. Yeah, the meathead. Thank you. There he is. He's he's a knob. Is, is he a bigger douche than Uncle Doug? <laughs> yeah, probably Uncle Bram. Yeah, uh, Uncle Bram. Yeah, he's just got a face you want to punch. Look at the, yeah, punchable face. He's the yeah. meathead. I guess yeah. we know where we're going. Look at the uh, look at the ash. I think Young Sawyer was a better actor. <laughs> Bram looks more like Sawyer though. Yeah, but Bram, Bram didn't get to play a young Ewan McGregor. <laughs> well, maybe he gets to play an older Ewan McGregor. Yeah, <laughs> Hello <it's> there. <laughs> uh, uh, so then let's uh, go back. If you don't have anything else to add, I mean, it's part one, so we're still going to, like, next week pick up on every all of these plot lines. Yeah, uh, I, so- I, 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 just props to Ben. I just I love Ben. I think yeah. he's great. And I just love the fact that a character called Ben... He's also a Pisces, so if there's a, I wonder if there's a birth date out there for Ben. Maybe we've got the same birthday. And uh, props to Ben and Son. We don't really get much Ben and Son in Lost, but they've been spending a lot of time together recently. So. I mean, you know, she's already cheated on um, Jin once, so, you know. <laughs> Teach me English, Benjamin. <laughs> son, I love you. <laughs> I can't imagine Ben having sex. Why have I heard that before? That sounds well, familiar. <laughs> there was a song on in the mirror every day. Back, back to Grand Theft Auto on Grand Theft Auto 4 on the soundtrack there was a song called No Sex for Ben uh, so oh, I know that song. that's a good song I like that song but I remember I went to the midnight launch of Grand Theft Auto 4 I got like the special edition with like the box and the soundtrack Look, oh, what's on the soundtrack first track No Sex for Ben I'm like ah, <laughs> <laughs> what and- is this and the, the the destinies rung true. Thirteen years <laughs> later, that song is still true. Yeah, but you're still having two cigarettes and an ashtray. So, oh god, what a song! Would you rather Patsy Cline or whoever sang "No Sex for Ben"? Well, I like the message of "No Sex for Ben," but I'm <laughs> going for Patsy. Is there a "No Sex for Noah" song? 
<laughs> Noah yeah, sex for Noah. Like, that would be like some Bible weird, like, wait till you marry Noah. <laughs> Are there any songs about, like, just called Noah? Uh, it's too biblical to have a, a pop song, basically. Well, there's a lot of Ben's. I mean, Michael Jackson's song Ben is about a rat. So... Yeah, but Ben was like one of the lesser characters in the Bible. I'm like a main character. The only one that comes up when you type it up is Noah Cyrus. Isn't that Miley Cyrus's sister? Sister? Yeah, I think it's like she's a girl. Um, there's a Noah's what? Ark song. Um, yep. Well, there's a song called Noah by the Jubilees. They look like an old 50s, like Motown-style band. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, why is there no Noahs in TV? Well, there's Noah in the Bible. I mean, you've got one of the most famous stories ever. <laughs> like, take that. I prefer Across the Sea to the Bible. Oh, big call, but so would I. <laughs> would you buy, rent, or bin the Bible? Bin. crap bad writing (laughs) unbelievable caused too much problems in the world no i preferred the sequel lost (laughs) i prefer the sequel real life manifest (laughs) flash four under the dome i'd probably been that too um by the way breaking news noah sorry um i just bought the (laughs) t-shirt Of the Bible. The boot t-shirt. Yeah, the oh. Bible. I just bought the boot t-shirt. Ben does all these online shopping during the episode. <laughs> I'm so bored. Hurry up. I want to buy my boot. It was like $25 oh. with shipping. So why not? Look at that. A boon shirt bought on air. Because I, I, I lost, I lost. Uh, I had a uh, not Penny's boat T-shirt, but I left that in Canada, so I don't have that anymore. So now I'm gonna have my lost T-shirt with a picture of Boone's head on it, <laughs> which is funny because like whenever I wear my I don't like sand T-shirt, people are like, "Why don't you like sand?" Like I've had one person get the reference. So this one, You're literally, so does anyone fun. have a pen? I'm gonna have everybody coming up to me going, "I do." Here's one. They're <laughs> not gonna get the reference. Mark Pellegrino is gonna come up. I'm going to wear that. I'm going to get my goal now is to go to a Comic-Con with Ian Summerholder at it and get him to sign it and see if he remembers it. They're all, everyone's there for Vampire Diaries. Oh, Ian, Ian, Ian. I'm the one losty there. Boom, my favourite. So let's go to the past and we're we're on the sub and this is where, uh, I mean, you're going to love me because I've really been liking Kate in these last... She's one of the Yay. only people who's been making sense lately. Like, all these guys are off wanting to blow up the world and do all these things. Like, got, I just want Kate to like be like, Saeed, Jack, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> stop messing around. Uh, so this is like, well, no, you can't go back because they're all going to kill themselves, which is a valid point. Like, what if the bomb doesn't change time, but it just kills, like... <laughs> Jack and Saeed, but then the rest of them are just living in Ann Arbor. And they're, uh, but what I don't know, get how they like commandeer the sub, like badass Juliet, but no one knows how to run a submarine. So all that guy needs to be like, what, are you going to kill me? Well, then you're all going to drown. <laughs> I don't get like, he's like, okay, I'll turn it around. Like, <laughs> he can just be like, no, what? Yeah, what's uh, going to happen? Like, okay, well, kill yeah, me. What are you going to do? Kill yep. me, then we all die. Yep. Um, and they're like, oh, good point. Take us to Ann Arbor. Uh, but this is where they go. And then, like, I don't know how submarines work, but then they're, like, on this dinghy, uh, <laughs> like, out of the submarine. Uh, 
don't think about yeah, it too much. <laughs> I don't, like I know they've kind of got those water valve things, but I mean, do they just have a dinghy ready to go? Like if yeah. I mean, <laughs> generally if a sub is underwater and it starts sinking, I don't think you got time to swim to the surface. You you dead. Well, we see that next season. So, um, <laughs> uh, this is where they go and they're like, Vincent, oh boy. And they're so Arrows. Which, how many so years has that been? Three years. Yeah. So, so they can get Vincent the dog back for a cameo, but they can't get Emily DeRaven back. Or Boo. No, no Ian Summerhold or Emily DeRaven back. I want to just be like patting Claire and I haven't seen you since the Flaming Arrows. She's when like do we get Claire? What, at what point next season does she come back? <sighs> what what Kate does. Oh, your favourite. <laughs> and Boo's uh, so back next year a couple of times too, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, so this is where they're like, oh, Vincent, what are you doing here? Um, and then then we just see some voices and they're like, oh, what's this? And then what does Bernard say? Like, son of a bitch. Yeah. Oh, we got <laughs> Rose and Bernard back. We've beaten Bernie. Uh, I'm glad they fit in a cameo for them here. Uh, I love them. And this is where they're living in their little cabin, which... My head cannon is like, where's Alana? She's like, I want to touch this place. Uh, but they're like, yeah, we've been living here for three years. People work all their lives to live near the uh, near, near the ocean, and we we've made this place for ourselves. I love uh, this story between them. Can I just say that? Like, it, it just makes sense. It's like good on them. Like, retired at the beach, they're living on an island. They're killing their fish. They've got a dog. Like, that's the life. <laughs> It does make sense, but I'm like a little bit of Dick Bernard moment where Juliet's like, you don't need to be involved. We just need to know which way to get to the barracks or we're all going to die. And then Bernard, so we die. Like, I'm <laughs> not very helpful, Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> but having so said that, die. though, like him and Rosie, like they look at each other like, ah, oh, we're going to die. There's not oh. those two that die. <laughs> <laughs> Like, come on, Bernard, help us out a little bit. Let's, uh, and now, like, like, what does Rose say? Like, so you travelled back in time, and let me guess, you're on your way to stop from Jack because he's going to fall off the floor. You still, you travel back in time, you still want to try and kill each other. It's always the same with you people. I kind of love it. Oh, racist, you people. Rose, come on. <laughs> where, where I come from, <laughs> you we can't submarines. Uh, I, I kind of love this scene, but it is a bit like, come on, help us out a bit. And I don't know if you picked up on this, but in the ten years that I've been watching this episode, I've never picked up on. He's like Juliet. Do you want to stay for tea? And then she puts her hand on her stomach. And I think it's implying that she's pregnant. And I've never picked up on that in 10, 12 that years. Juliet or Rose is pregnant? Juliet puts it. She says, no, I can't stay. Maybe oh. next time. Uh, and now I'm thinking, was there some sort of like original plan that she was supposed to be pregnant? And that's why she wanted to leave the island because she's seen so many pregnant women die. Uh, but I've never picked up on it until – which. I'm so happy I'm still picking up on things in this show 12 years later, but but it never really goes anywhere. So I don't know if there was an original draft where she was revealed to be pregnant, but they thought that was too harsh to kill her off after she's been pregnant, or I don't know. But, I, uh, I didn't didn't notice it. 
Never noticed it. Yeah. Whose um, baby is it? Phil's? <laughs> uh, then we're, we're moving back to uh, Jack and Naveen and uh, Richard as they're working their way through the tunnels and like lost set design is great, but those rocks walls didn't look overly well when <laughs> Richard knocked down the, um, and uh, do you know what the hell they're doing here with this bomb thing and getting the thing out of the bomb? And like, I can't follow what Naveen Andrews I, is saying. I hate, like, they literally say like, oh, how are we going to move a 10 ton bomb? Then Naveen Andrews is like 20 ton bomb. Okay. 20 tons is 20 tons, right? Like a car <laughs> is like maybe a ton. Right? Like you couldn't carry like I, I think like a jumbo jet is probably like five tons. I don't know. Twenty tons. <laughs> like, oh yes. But like the, the one thing that I like makes me laugh in these last two episodes is when they get the bomb part out. And this just looks like a TNT thing that you've got in some sort of like kids' cartoon. This is meant to be a thermonuclear device. Like, I'm sorry, that is not a fucking nuclear bomb. <laughs> Like, and if that is all it is, why do you need to be in this massive 20-ton thing? Like, I guess it was like the 50s, but, Jesus, talk about wasting material. Some of that steel could have built some houses in Africa. And, I mean, like, Saeed, yeah, he's pretty good with his gadgets. <laughs> this Iraqi, Iraqi soldier number four from the Republican <laughs> Guard know how to handle a nuclear bomb? Did the Iraqis Thermia, have a thermonuclear bomb? <laughs> Did the Iraqis in the nineties have these bombs? Was Chemical was weapons weapons of mass destruction? Come on, yeah, it was Saeed involved with that. This is where, like, it does, it's a bit like you know, I, I get it. We're literally watching a show where they're trying to get a freaking nuclear bomb to blow up to go back and you know to stop the past or whatever from happening but like they're just so casual they're just like oh yeah we'll just unscrew it we'll just get a thermonuclear bomb and put it in our backpack like go back to season one with um what's his face um the teacher guy artist or whatever his name is like take slow steps this dynamite could go off at any point they got a nuclear bomb in their bag now and it's fine <laughs> and they're like throwing it around like a hot potato yeah um, <laughs> you're it <laughs> oh I can't remember now what they say but because uh, I always forget that Richard and Jack haven't really met uh, mm. much. But the, what are they? Because you can feel the tension between them. But what are they saying about Locke? Oh, I can't. Like we have like, oh, Jack defends Gummy Joe. What? What's oh, uh, Richard's asking him about like, him. oh, I've I've visited him like three times now, and he doesn't seem that special. Like, why are we? Yeah. You know, Dick Richard, like, <laughs> judgmental Richard. Judgy Richard. Doesn't Judgy seem special Rich. to me. And also at Judgy the same time, Dick. Richard's like, yeah, I also visited this guy called Michael Jordan. Pretty crap at basketball. Don't <laughs> don't really see it. Uh, LeBron, ja- no, he wasn't very good. Don't know anything about him. Um, and Jack's just like, tisk tisk, Richard. <laughs> like, you and your 1,700 ways. <laughs> so out of fashion, Richard. Dicky. <laughs> Come uh, on, Richard. I, I like uh, Jack defending old Gummy Joe. Uh, don't give up on him just yet. Don't tell him what he can't do, Richard. So <laughs> don't okay. tell him what he can't do. He is special. Like, I, I love the plot line with Jack and Locke. It's great. Um, and then I think at one point he calls Eloise their leader, which is interesting. But uh, I don't know. Do you like tough guy Richard knocking down the walls? I thought it was a bit like I'm not going to back that eyeliner, but I thought it was a bit wimpy from Richard. 
Yeah, I don't know, like him hitting a woman. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're going to get a great episode about his love for women in one episode, but now we're just bashing him up. Poor sexy Eloise. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, like it's it's fine. Uh, I mean, a lot of like the stuff here that like I, I, I'm sort of, I like this last week where it's kind of like, oh, Indiana Jones, like Tomb Raider. Now it's just kind of like, meh, oh, like on. the stuff. The stuff picks up for me is like when they're going in the camp and I just like talk about Naveen Andrews not giving a shit. Like he just, even the way he delivers all this crap, like he's like, it's a thermometer, yeah, 20 tons. And he's like, oh, let's hide in plain sight. Even when he gets shot, something about him annoys me. <laughs> like the look on his face, it's just like days of our lifestyle acting. <laughs> he, he was never the best, but he used to be good. Yeah. Um, but I, I do kind of like the knocking down the walls and, like, uh, then they're in the Dharmaville. Like it just adds layers to this sort of world of the island and, like, the history and stuff. It's kind of cool. And um, it makes sense when you see, like, when Ben was, like, going downstairs all the time and, like, little rooms underneath the Dharma huts. Like, I, you know, kind of adds to that. Uh, and this is where they, they go out um, and they're going to hide in plain sight, but this is where they, they get caught. And we have another shootout, not as good as uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think. Can I, can I just say one thing? Because I, I feel like I'll forget to say this in our next episode. But, like, we've talked so much at this season about how Jack, like, three days ago was drugged up and about to jump off a bridge. Since when is Jack just okay just murdering people? Like, I, like, I get these people are after it. All of a sudden, these last two episodes, they're just James Bond. They're just like, we should be on the Jack, Kate, and Sawyer. He's a, he's a doctor. We should have the kill count here. They're just killing people left, right, and centre. They're Dharma people. They're not like the bad guys. They're yeah. like not good guys, but they're not. Like, I mean, they're all going to get shot and end up in a ditch soon anyway. So, I mean, you know, either way, you dead. But, like, I mean, half those people in that grave. When, Hero when, the mass murderer. Well, that's the thing. When they, when they discover that grave, half of them have been shot by Jack and Kate and Saeed. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they have a shootout. Uh, Roger's coming to shoot. Where's Kate? Uh, I want her. Uh, and then he shoots Saeed, which is kind of poetic, seeing as uh, Saeed shot his son. Um, and I'm thinking, oh, finally, let <laughs> Levine Andrews go in peace. Let him go. Let him go. And Come then on, Jack Carlton. To- Come on, Damon. Our- he wants to leave. <laughs> and our hero has to step in. If you want Naveen to live. No, no, we don't. <laughs> let him die. Now, I've watched enough of this show to see people have died in quicker time frames than this. He's been shot in the stomach. He should be dead. Like, come on. And he's on the ground in the truck going, we need to go to the swan because Daniel said we had to be there right at that moment. Yes. Um, I mean, Boone got his legs crushed and nearly empty and died in like four hours. He's been shot in the stomach. There's intestines and stuff there. He's dead. Uh, please just let him die. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk more about that next episode. But come on, this was our chance. Let him go. Die with dignity. Uh, <laughs> Should have had yeah, a beard. I, I, I do love the uh, Jin and Miles and Hurley rocking up in the truck. That <laughs> out of nowhere. I love Jack's little smile when he's like, ah, the crew's here. Very like Star wars or something. At this Squad's point. back together. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool though. Right? Uh, and they're like, go, Hurley, drive. And, uh, and this is where they're talking about they're driving. And, oh, my God, Saeed's going to die. And they're saying, oh, 
Oh, Faraday said we had to go right to the swan at the very moment of the inside. I don't know how Saeed knows this. He was off in the jungle for four weeks. <laughs> well, that's true. He was. <laughs> Spying on everyone, old Saeed. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and then there's a great line. So Naveen is there dying. Uh, a great line from Miles. What is he, he doesn't say we're going to go back to the – what does he say? We're going back to the past. Yeah. And that's like, no, not quite. Uh, I think like it's that. the future. <laughs> yeah, Miles gets one good line in. I don't think Jin says anything. Um, but yeah, Jack's trying to treat Saeed, which what I don't get is if they're trying to erase everything that ever happened, why does it matter if Saeed dies right now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jack is willing to kill everyone here with a nuclear bomb. Why do they need to save him? <laughs> Because even if they're wrong, they're still going to die from the nuclear blast. Because Jack's not racist. <laughs> I took an oath to save anyone. I'll just ignore those five guys that I just shot. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. It's just, it's, uh, just a reminder, well, the very first episode. Naveen. <laughs> the very first episode we ever did on the Oz Network, we did the recap of the sixth day. And we basically worked out that within the space of five seconds, Arnold Schwarzenegger goes from like, oh my God, I killed someone to die, everyone, die. <laughs> Suburban and, and dad Arnie that. killing everyone. <laughs> this is where Jack's saying, we need to get to the swarm. We need to get there. And why have you stopped? And then Hurley's like, this is why. I like uh, that. Is this not a badass shot of yeah. like Kate and Julie? Like that's so badass. Just the way they're standing there, I think. Um, it's like the Marvel, like that scene in uh, was it Endgame, where all the women show up and they've got the scene where they're like, "Girl, we're women. Look at us." You know, this guy like, "Yeah, we're Sawyer and Kate and Juliet. We've got guns." The golden trio. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's the end of part one. Which, even for like one episode, that's still a pretty good cliffhanger. Um, yeah, I, I like it. Like, I like kind of then stand. Like, I just love Hurley's line of "That's why," and you kind of just see them standing there. It's like, "Oh, shit's about to get real." Like, because this aired the same night, didn't it? Like, they both aired on the same. So this is only for like syndication. Like. Yeah, but I, I still like it. Like, it kind of it works. And I mean, the sake of how we're recording it, it's sort of a cliffhanger. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've not watched the next one yet. So, uh, I mean, I've never seen it. Oh, surprise. The one episode I never saw. (laughs) Um, So, we'll save trivia for next week because they kind of jumbled it all together. um, And we'll just get into questions, um, which I've got two uh, questions or answers. Because don't we have an answer? Do we have the, uh, I guess, the stat, the foot? Do we really answer? Did we have a question? Didn't we already see the... Uh, no, we didn't. Got, what does in the shadow of the statue mean? I guess we get that next episode. Um, I swear we've got a foot question. Uh, what is the deal with Richard? Oh, what is the cabin? Can we burn that? I mean, it got burnt, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Jacob cabin. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye, that one. We'll burn it. Um, there, I swear there's a foot question well uh, what is the statue but i think we is, crossed that. who is jacob can we answer that let's save that for next week maybe okay uh oh here we go lost season two episode 23 what is the four toad statue yeah it's the big egyptian because we never you never get an actual like 
answer to that, do you? Like, you don't... No, we see the Egyptians on the island later, so we can infer. Um, why does Asian man use different names in each video? No, still no. Um, yeah, what is the deal with the numbers? <laughs> well, my, my questions are... Okay, all right. What is a, what is a candidate? What is a candidate? What is a candidate or who is a candidate? What? Because he says what? Frank Lapita is a candidate. Okay. What uh, and is... Who it? broke the ash? Who broke the ash? You know, Bram, the, the ash is... Look at the ash. Look at the okay. ash. Who That's my Bram. the ash. Claire did. Um... Uh, yeah. So... It's kind of one episode, but I guess we still rank them individually, right? Yeah, I was going to ask, could their question be, how do I phrase it, Um, why can't the man in black kill Jacob? Why does he need to find a loophole? Because he kind of, you know, says that, doesn't he? Like, why can't the man in... Because I know that gets answered. Yeah, put it in so then we can tick another one off. Sounds smart. Okay. Um, yeah, I've ranked this individually. I've, I mean, we've ranked all all our finales. We've ranked the parts separately, so I've done that. I, I mean, I'm buying this episode. Yeah, I'm buying it too. Like, obviously, the next one is better. Obviously, yeah, but uh, I, I always maintain that they're one episode, so I couldn't do different ones buying and renting. But even if I was doing different, I would still buy it. Though it's got all the makings of a great episode. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And I've ranked this. This is, uh, as of now, even though I have already ranked the next episode, uh, this is the highest ranked I've ranked a season five episode. I've ranked this 20, well, I'll say 28th based on not having ranked the next episode, uh, which, yeah, uh, it's actually two spots higher than the variable. So I've got this just below the shape of things to come and just above outlaws. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> Ben's great rankings. <laughs> um, I was about to say twenty-three, pretty, pretty fair for the incident until you said outlaws. <laughs> I like outlaws. Great episode. Um, but yeah, next week I do have significantly higher. Where will Ben rank that? Find out today because it's available now, basically. But we haven't recorded it yet. Can I say quickly, add before we talk about the next episode? You talked about what Kate does. Like, so that's like four episodes away, basically three episodes away. Yeah. Boone. Is in LAX part one. So we get booed in two episodes. <laughs> yeah, he's coming back. I mean, technically Claire is too, actually, isn't she? But uh, not to put a damper on Boone coming back. <laughs> hey, we don't get, we then don't get Boone till the end and the end part two. So we get three Boone appearances on both sides of the season. So shut up. <laughs> when we do LAX, I want, to, I want you to be wearing your Boone. Oh, I hope it's arrived by then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, great episode. Love the finales. We've we've gone on. We've got another one to do. Um, we don't really need to preview it too much because we're going to move straight into it. But uh, exciting episode. <laughs> well, like one of the best coming up. It's um just I will say quickly. Hollywood Reporter rank, they've they've ranked the incident as one, so they haven't ranked it as two. So they've got it at nine. Uh, no, 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 sorry, they've ranked it as, as one episode. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so the finales are great, but it's not even my favourite finale. Well, they've ranked it at number nine. They've actually ranked this uh, one spot higher than the end, so they think this is better than the series finale. Um, I think I've mentioned this before. Their number one episode of all time is Walkabout. 
So, um, has every episode aired that is in the top 10? Uh, yeah. So, this is their highest. No, Avatar. <laughs> no, so their top episodes above the incident they've got. There's no place like home. The shape of things to come. Trisha Tanaka is dead. Pilot, Exodus, The Constant, Through the Looking Glass, and Walkabout. So they're all we've already all talked about all those. So this is uh, oh, the new, newest episode, basically. Um, yeah, I, it's great. I, I mean, as I said, I've marked down five potential top five moments, <laughs> and not just because oh Ben can't remember anything from this season. It's also they are pretty epic moments. So yeah, I'm curious about five. I'll be on the lookout for five of them now. I t- well, there's there's one which I don't think is, but I just I like it. I like I think it's a great sort of scene. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's my favorite finale. That's a big call. No, it's um, not mine. I love it still. But oh, didn't you say? What did you say? Like the biggest? What did you say in television? Like the biggest shock or the biggest? Oh, maybe my favorite cliffhanger in all of television. Maybe yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far, but like it's still it's like it's epic. Like you're like. <laughs> Fuck, like... <laughs> well, I'll be having colour on next week. No. Uh, well, I'll do my own version with cable. We'll have two separate ones. <laughs> it's the the battle of the lost. Like, it's never say never again versus Octopussy. Uh, but it's still, yeah, it's a great finale. And it's our last ever series uh, season finale. So... Yeah. Oh, so sad. Oh. But close to boom oh, coming let's, back. <laughs> let's, let's move on straight into that episode. You can download it now. Uh, my name is Noah and I'm a cancer. And my name is Ben and I don't know, but your Korean is excellent. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs)